Whew, feels good to breathe without a 101 degree fever, which means it's officially time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves uh, being sick is also a lot easier when you're not in a cage. Or no one's calling you to fight John Jones. I'm just saying, opportunity knocks all the time. Uh, I'm glad the fever's gone, so I'm prepared to answer it. It's time for Verbal Tap. Raph, how are you doing this evening? I don't have a fever. Uh, the only thing I've got Did a you fever. get the call to fight John Jones? You know, I saw an unlisted number and I didn't pick it up. And it made me wonder because they did announce who was going to be fighting him. So I very well could have gotten the nod. Though I would have thought that was insulting given I'm not really his weight. So uh. I think you have a lot of spunk. Thank and you. I think you would have sold the hell out of that fight. Nate Diaz style, which isn't that a great phrase to use. This podcast is going to get directly into Polaris Pro 3, where Gary the Lion Killer Tonin fought Rosamir, occasionally holds on too long, Polaris. Rosamir. And uh, they, so first of all, interesting stylistic matchup. We were all excited. Raph, you watched every second of the Polaris Pro 3 live. Mm Mm-hmm. I caught it shortly after because I had paid for it but had some things going on, uh, namely in the flu category. Yes. You also listened to a lot of the commentary. I did not listen to any of it. Oh, why not? Was watching the matches and not in the mood to listen. Because when you're listening to the commentary, you have to rope in whoever's around you too because now you're like, it's a public space sort of thing. I was like, no, I'm just going to watch these. (laughs) So you made the conscious decision not to hear our good friend Josh Palmer discuss yes. the finer I, points of what was going on but it was great when he came up for the interview because then i got to see his face and i was just like oh but isn't he the most adorable he is the cutest okay. he's the cutest commentator in bjj he's, he's just, just so adorable he's just like you look at him and you go i've got nothing against you buddy but then the internet does so let me tell you what i may or may not have done okay Now, Josh, we've obviously given him shit. He's the guy who wore shoes on the mat famously at the very first Polaris. And we reached out to him. We did a sketch for our Round the Mat series, and he was a good sport about it. He did cut a uh, PSA saying why you should never do that. Because in real life, he is the guy at the gym who chastised other people for wearing shoes on the mats. It's a very funny situation, and he had a good laugh about it. The last event went, and Polaris 2 was amazing. He was doing good commentary, and I didn't know that he necessarily pays attention all that much. So I didn't really tag him on uh, Twitter and Instagram or anything like that. However, this time he was very interactive. And I don't know if that was a new thing, but I thought, oh, hey, cool. I just want to make sure, you know. More gi matches. He had some time. Yeah, you know, I just want to not disrupt him. But I'm, I'm not afraid to at least, you know, send him a note, kind of having a good time at his expense. He's He knows our sense of humor. That's cool. Well... He seemed to make one big mistake, which was, of all the competitors to combine names, he decided to keep repeating the name AJ Shields. Now, before we get into the match that is AJ Agazarm versus Jake Shields, you should know one thing, and it's that they don't like each other. What is the second thing? I'm curious. (laughs) Look, we know they don't like each other, because you did not have to be listening To tell that some animosity crept into the match. I just wanted to make sure that was very clear uh, for reasons that are not clear. Because 
AJ was pumping it up by talking trash. Jake Shields is from the 209. There was a Stockton slap that was involved. There was some questionable, maybe eye poking and eye gouging that was going on. I who mean, was, who was doing the gouging? Depends on who you ask, really. Okay. And what about the Stockton slap? So are we, and this part I am a little curious about because I've seen, and we're going to get into the internet's role in our current Polaris <laughs> lives very soon. But, Specifically, I felt like the slap was after as a shot at like AJ does that all the time. He does the hand brush on the face. Mm. Uh, did you think that the Stockton slap was just Jake kind of getting tired of it? Or, or was there an accusation that the Stockton slap came first? I, you know, honestly, I can't even tell you what any of this was. I can tell you what I saw from the buildup, which was. AJ was kind of poking around at a bear and a bear fought back and chased after him for 15 minutes. So I'm not exactly sure that's what it is because I think the general consensus is you always say what you say kind of in the chill Sonnen-esque way. And then you let bygones be bygones at the end and say, good game. And everybody's supposed to be cool. Is that the strategy? I think that's supposed to be the way <laughs> things work. Bad, bad news. Or bad that, news. that's maybe the concept of how the strategy is supposed to work. Clearly it did not. To the point where I tweeted out, I hope somebody's accompanying AJ to his car later. Now, here's where I, I think things get a little dicey. Uh, you heard our good friend Josh Palmer on the very first time he said AJ Shields go, Oh, I can't believe I just said that. He lets it go. And I immediately put a tweet at him and just go like, AJ Shields, of all competitors, you could have combined names. You pick the two people who hate each other the most. Like, if you would combine Gary them, Paul Harris with the throw. That was I mean, that would that have been beauty. fine. Or Gary that would have, have laughed that of... off and been like, Oh yeah, Gary Paul Those Harris. Tonin. Oops. <laughs> you combine or even mistake one of the Meow brothers with Gianna Grippo, we probably would have been like, Bah, that's hilarious. Or not have noticed it all ourselves. Yeah, exactly. But you do AJ Shields and everybody perks up. So he defensively puts on Twitter in response to me while the event's going on, by the way, but during a commercial break, he says, hey, I caught myself. And he did, but it was still fun to give him shit about it. And I said, all right, dude, just make sure you don't mess up their name again. Well, Kev, what do you think you did? Called him AJ Shields. One Mogan toward the end oh, of perfect. the show. Now just one? Okay. Where he was so close to finishing and getting to the finish line. And I don't want to say I've ever influenced commentary before, but on this one, I can guarantee you. You feel responsible. <laughs> it's my fault because I knew I could hear it in the mic turning off when he said, and of course we've got AJ Shields. Oh, I did it. And then you just heard a hard mute. And I just, I felt so Did you bad. hear like the beep, Rafa Sparza? <laughs> I was so sad. And here's how I know it was real. Sadly, Josh isn't a blamer. That yeah, would be awesome, though. If Josh, he was like, I it mean, was definitely you. Because Josh put out kind a, of a be a culpa guy. He put out an Instagram later. And it was just like, Rafa Sparza, I'm calling you out. I can't believe you. You're responsible for ruining this event. <laughs> uh, but you're I, the reason they got in a fight. <laughs> Absolutely, it's my fault. You're the reason there was no submissions. It's <laughs> Rafa Sparza. So I think the weirder part to me was 
I knew it had registered with him very quickly because I tweeted at him very quickly after, and the match was still going on, and he took the time to actually like it mid-match, which I think you wait in between matches before you really check your social media, but I think he just knew. He was like, of all people, he just thought, oh, goddammit, Raph. He has you on a special signal. I hope so. Come in, just in case you're giving constructive advice. Yep. Anyway, Can we start with the first with the main match? Can we at least talk about that before we start talking about the internet? Um, yes. Who is going to play a prominent role, though? Yes. Gary Tonin fighting Paul Harris was so Rav sees it real time. We're like, ah, damn it! I'm not going to be. So I was like checking Polaris Pro Three every five seconds to see when the live fe- when the replay was coming up. I was like, gotta see it, gotta see it. To their credit, really whipped it around. It was up by either that night or the next morning. As I started to watch it, you just put in what it, you, you were like, uh, get ready for it to be tense. You gave me some good advice. I it's just said, like, uh, if you I have any like, blood pressure medicine, that, yes, that I would was suggest you take it now because I personally, I mean, we like Gary. That's fine. I've seen Gary compete before tons of times and i've always been like all right he's a big kid he's fine all right good for him or i've been like oh man this is a tough match or he's doing great or he's doing bad or you know every kind of extreme in this one i had to get up out of my chair i thought oh my god oh god no please gary get out of there the first 45 seconds are pure and for Paul Harris, too, because I've seen Gary Tonin fight, and frankly, I didn't have a ton of confidence that if he got something, Paul Harris would tap. I was like, I feel like I'm definitely seeing someone's knee get put out of socket. It's going to be in this first two minutes because they immediately like 50-50 up and just start going crazy. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Blood pressure medicine is good advice for the entire, if you haven't seen it yet, um, don't go to Vimeo to watch it. We'll get to Go that to as well. <laughs> Pay the twenty dollars. You will not be disappointed, and don't worry. There's like ninety nine, give or take hours of fighting af- before Gary and, and Rosemary. Uh Great match. I want to tell you why I like this match so much. Go ahead, because right. the hype is great, but the match is amazing. I think these two, obviously, they're both acclaimed for different reasons. You have Polaris, or Paul Harris, I'm sorry, not Polaris. Uh, Paul Harris, who is specializing in these leg locks, but he does them mostly in MMA. So it raises a, a fair question for somebody who is more of a grappler and is quick and has kind of an acrobatic kind of approach to doing it, combined with a coaching staff that's very methodical and the entries and the unconventional styles that they use. It just poses a question Can this pure strength? actually overcome technique or does the technique actually pierce any part of that strength and i think we found a pretty good argument more so for gary's technique which if you looked at the two of them gary was smaller so that's pretty obvious there i did see on reddit they were like you know they're surprisingly close in weight it's like, are they <laughs> are i that's not what my eyes are seeing i but think that maybe. goes back to the uh wacky pound system that they use over there there you go yeah if you're if you're looking they're not far off it's like oh, well really? look at gary gary's about five stone 
<laughs> What's five stone? I don't know, but it's five. So I only have four stones, so I guess they're the same. Here we go. Here comes Eddie Tonin. Eddie Tonin. <laughs> so great. Anyway, Eddie Tonin, we need to make uh, actually a hashtag that works because I think it's really funny. Uh, you know, I, I think the nice part about it was you obviously got your greatest hits. You had Gary attacking for the heel. You had uh, Paul Harris actually putting Gary in some weird spots. Again, yeah. doesn't even really get into. So yes. this back and forth thing, not only has that, but then we've got some ridiculous wrestling coming on. Yeah, neither of them got all that gassed either. I couldn't well, help but noticing. I can, I can Both make a be- case that at about the 10 minute mark, Paul Harris was starting to be like, whoosh, is this guy going to stop? Because Gary started taking over. And I think there was a yeah. weird point at the, like, I, there's like a midpoint where Gary got a really good, sorry, I have to take a second to remember that our good friend, <laughs> our good friend, Josh Palmer said, he's getting a bite. And I was like, what? He's like, is I, this going to be the last bite of the cherry pie? And I'm like, oh, what kind of colloquialisms do you guys have? We just say he's attacking the leg. It's a bite of cherry pie. He had just been listening to some poison. Mm. I will have to check out a few of these <laughs> uh, Joshisms. So anyway, uh, I, I think we're giving him way more shit than he deserves. He's Oh, yeah, because he's good. a good commentator. Yeah, I really like listening to his commentary. It wasn't, uh, I, it wasn't personal. But there was but, a great moment where you saw Gary had a really, really tight, tight heel hook that he was going for. And... Paul Harris looks worried, and I think at one point he actually he was starting to rip it a yeah. little bit. And I yeah. think that you had Paul Harris actually ring out just to make sure he could get the hold being broken. I So I saw that, too, and had that similar feeling where it was like, he looks, and you can see it on black belts because it, it isn't the face that I make when I'm about to tap. It's not quite that obvious. It's a different thing where you could just see... For the first time in a while, because, you know, he's training all the time. And any argument, I do like that, you know, obviously trains MMA, of course. But he's an ADCC. You know, he's he's got some submissions on his resume that are pretty impressive in the footlock game. He had that look that was just like, well, look at this guy. Holy shit. That was surprisingly painful. So that goes on. And then I think, like I said, around the 10-minute mark, after Gary had been suplexed and picked up like a child a couple awesome. times. And, you know and that only made him – it seemed to give Gary a little fire he needed, I thought. I thought when he got suplexed, it was like, ooh, that was fun. That's great. It gives most people a broken neck. But I'm I, glad that I, I, he's yeah. uh, kind of cat-like with his reflexes and <laughs> was able to like roll out of it most of the times. But I thought the most interesting aspect of it was, as that comes to a close – and you start to get close to the end. In those last five minutes, Gary just turns it on and makes this grown, giant, big dude afraid of him because Gary was relentless with his tax. And at that point, we saw that Paul Harris was actually well adept at actually starting to maneuver and get out of it because we've never really seen that out of him. You know, I mean, obviously, if you attack it, you have a great conceptual idea of how to get out of it. But at a rate where you have Gary Tonin, who's very fast, making those moves, it was kind of cool to see him also maneuvering out of it. But there was no clearer winner in this than Gary because of the way he pushed the action 
and the approaches that he was doing. And I mean, if we're grading on a scale, hell yeah, you should really up it for the fact that this dude was really taking it to a guy who was terrified by so many people. And damn, was it? Hey, quick, you've trained with Gary. You've written about him. How long do you think he could really take the action to someone? Because as I was watching him, my guess was over under 63 minutes. It was like before I felt <laughs> safe being like, ah, ah, that's probably when he, he might start to see some fatigue. Yeah. What do you think? Hard to say. When I rolled with Gary, uh, he gave me the courtesy of not finishing me within a couple seconds. Sure. I mean, so, he has to, you know, to get any action, to get any real grappling in when he's not grappling with elitists. <laughs> so we should call him elites. Yeah, we should. We call should. Him elitists. Elitists. Like, oh, yeah. Him and his buddies, Polaris, EBI, elitists. I mean, granted, I did try to suplex him about three times to slow him down. And probably prepared him. So yeah. I mean, congrats to you on being a good training partner. I really take a lot of credit for my role in Gary's success, but I was—I uh, don't think I was necessarily even surprised. I think we all knew that he had that in him. I think it was just more so uh, delightfully, not even—it's not surprise. It's just delightfully enjoying the fact that he got an a place to exhibit what it is that he does again. You know, that exhibition of Gary's ability to make things super exciting is so contagious that Kev, not only do I write articles with headlines that call him the most exciting grappler on the planet, but so does Fightland, who seem to really just take my article headline and uh, write one themselves based on that. Well, when it's good, you know, it's the internet. I mean, obviously, you can go read that, but it does a nice recap of what Gary did so well over the weekend in gift form. But it also seemed to be I don't know if I feel this way about gifts because gifts are a little different. They're short. They make like a four second kind of explanation of Gary's best moves and cartwheels and uh, high caliber uh, attacks and approaches. But it seemed like this weekend. The entire collective jiu-jitsu community imploded upon itself for several reasons I can't even fully fathom, but we're going to try and work through it here. The first A little of bit which, of it starts with these fights. Yes. I feel like AJ and Jake ripped the community apart for a second. <laughs> That's a, that is a wild we'll overestimation of what I again. think happened. Uh, and then you just started to see it. People just couldn't control themselves. So there's a several tier sort of approach to this, but the very first of which I think is perfectly explained by our good friend, Jeff Glover. Now, Jeff Glover is a commentator for Metamorris, so he's always pushing it. He's a very good person about uh, supporting jujitsu and getting behind a lot of the things. He's a pioneer. He's up there. He's up there. He's on the Hall of Fame. I just happened to see Jeff Glover had like a screen grab that I thought of uh, the Polaris event. Well, it turns out it was a link to the match between Gary and Paul Harris. And the thing about it is this. I thought that was just a weird move. And people were saying, hey, could you take this down? You know, you had people from Polaris contacting him and saying like, hey, the, could you take this down? The match just happened. Yeah. Our big thing is that we'll sell you the replay for 20 bucks. Fair price for this grappling event. More than fair, I thought. 
Yes, and I'll have a note about appropriate pricing a little bit later, but it was just a, a strange move. And one, for somebody who professes such a love for jiu-jitsu, it was just weird to see conceptually. And yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, people just seem to be really upset with it, but it, it seemed to, I think, personify or give a good example of a larger debate on the community, which is why isn't this thing up and free for us all already? And I guess it harkens back to like when you would download music and you're like, ah, they don't, these artists, they make too much money. So I should (laughs) just get this song. I should have the thong song on my computer for free because whatever Cisco makes like a trillion dollars, which (laughs) I would like to point out. Has not, and also jujitsu athletes don't make the same kind of money as musicians. But that's not even the point. The point is, Kevin. And if jujitsu athletes don't make it, neither do the promoters. Well, that's a huge issue. Um, but I thought, in order to kind of give you guys an idea of what was happening in the cesspool known as the internet, Kevin yeah. and I would just kind of stage a debate. And I'm going to take the role of the promoter or fan, and Kevin is going to take the role of the internet. Absolutely. Okay. Very excited. All right. So uh, the debate begins as such. Uh, it begins with, um, should you have to pay for jiu-jitsu content that is behind a paywall? I would have to say as a fan of jiu-jitsu. This is the internet. I'd like to take it. Okay, okay, go ahead and it. No! Freedom of speech, freedom of viewership, I want it! That's great. You know, the nice part about it is, is, I would hope not, it's a debate, I would hope that you would feel that if you were to contribute and pay some money for this, that you would be helping the sport because it's really important that they make money so that they can give it to the athletes, but they're not asking for like a ton of money, they just want a little bit to raise. A little bit is how it starts, and I want it now, and I want it free. Okay, but can I tell you and something? This is the internet. Okay, this YouTube is the internet. doesn't charge me. <laughs> this is not Kevin. It's the internet. This I just wanted to be super clear. Okay, this clear. is the internet talking. <laughs> this is the people of the internet. I want that fucking fight stream free, and I want it five minutes ago. Okay, the internet. I have a question for you. Why was it that you went on a board, like a, a message board, on Gary Tonin's own page mm-hmm. and told Gary Tonin that this stuff should just be given for free and that when you have the opinion you should have to pay for it, you're disrespecting the art of jiu-jitsu? Yeah, and I'd like to talk about that because okay, I thought it was a good – First of all, I wanted to let him know that just because his sweat wasn't dry from risking his life – I wasn't going to pay for his fucking travel through Europe. That's what I wanted to let him know. You know, you hear about all this training. What train? He deserved to hear it. And it's just, so I guess, let me say something. The more you charge people, you know, the fewer people are going to get to watch it. It isn't the whole point that we're supposed to spread it. Okay, but the internet, the idea is is that if you just spread it and you never actually, you know, are forced to pay for it, then nothing ever happens. Can I also pose this to you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
that you said it was disrespectful to the man whose match you wanted to see because it was so exciting. Oh, and it was amazing. I can't tell you how excited I was for months. I was just ready for that stream to get pirated, ripped off, uh, taken from the hardworking people that built it and fought for it. Uh, so I could just, you know, cruise on to Papa John's with a little extra cash. For <laughs> Papa John's is the place the internet goes for food? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Peyton okay. Manning's there. Well, not Peyton, but a lot of gifts. Do you ask Peyton Manning for free pizzas, too? Damn right I do. Okay. You know the how inter- much money he makes? Uh, Athletes. Yeah. It, whether it's Gary or Peyton. <laughs> you know, they just... <laughs> It's always about getting more. Okay, the internet. I'm going to kind of leave you here because well, I see it's a... Uh, I'm feeling this. Well, I hold think, on. Hold on. I have one more question for you. I think I've destroyed your arguments. I'm not so sure you've even argued with me. You've I just want it talked. free, Raph. Okay. And, and again, I'm the casual fan. Casual fan. fan. You're and, an extremist casual fan. And I'm also helping the promoter side here, but I am not an extremist. Oh, in the pocket of the big oil. I don't, you know, I don't even think you know what that means. The I definitely don't, but I heard it on a Reddit forum. There like, we go. Sick. The internet, I have to ask you this. Do mm. you not realize that you're maybe ruining Christmas because most of these people will put on the event or at least parts of the matches that you do want to see for free in like two months time? Wait. Did you say two months? Yeah, you got to wait like two months, and then sometimes they go, all right, here you go. I'll be dead in two months. No, you won't, the internet. It's like statistically proving nope. you'll mostly be alive. I burn down every 24 hours. <sighs> Though I will say, as the internet, mm-hmm. this is the part where I think the slow classical music that builds would start playing, where it's like, wait, you're saying it'll eventually be free? But I want it now, Raph. People, casual and And scene. So here's the lesson we should learn from this that at least I was able to see. This is the first tier of everything. It was the internet saying, hey, you fucks, you didn't give me this enough free. Like, yeah, you gave me the prelims, but fuck you for that. There was no Gary on that. Give me more. On the other side, you've got the promoters who are like, hey, do you mind taking this down? And you have some people saying, no, I just won't. So it's an interesting place to be in. And I think that even when the promoters do give it to you for free, there is a strange kind of arrogance that people have where they just think, and this is the weirdest idea and concept of it. They were actually attacking the promoters and saying that they're doing a disservice to jujitsu by withholding something that people could want to watch for free later. And it opens this can of worms of like, what the fuck are you talking about? That people are, that there's not any free jujitsu on the internet at all, at least on YouTube or at least on paywalls. There are about 90,000 matches from Gary Toden's early career as well as, uh, as well as Paul Harris's. So, Paul Harris's. Here is my, and I think Jeff Glover shows us a good example here, as, as leaders often do. He defended his position of sharing the free video by saying, you know, I've given a lot of free stuff away. Perfectly fair argument. Way more fair than the internet has, by the way. Uh, I'm very good at forming arguments. You don't have one, internet. Shut up. Pay your $20. So he got defensive. 
and I think as you're articulating right now, it just feels like people got so defensive. Like, oh, it hurts jujitsu to charge for it. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Show me a jujitsu school that's free. Because how do you, like, you, you kind of have to pay for the things around you, like the walls and mats. This wasn't a $60 card to watch arguably one of the most exciting no-gi grappling matches from a hype and from an execution standpoint we've seen in quite a few years. It's right up there. Rivals. You could have charged more for this. We've seen other organizations do that. And I will say, I, Raph, I don't know if you had a similar experience. I was not double charged. <laughs> and I have not been charged since I paid for the event. So I thought that was nice. I didn't have to sign up for like 17 meta. I didn't, excuse me, Polaris's. Wow. <laughs> I, I didn't have to get my what own. What is the plural of Polaris? Hmm. Polari? Polarisy? I don't know. We'll get to that Polaris's. later. Uh, We're going to need to talk to someone. Well, you bring up a nice point, which is this. Yes, it's strange, maybe a little arrogant, maybe one where people don't understand what they're actually saying as they're saying it, or it just exudes some kind of kind of ridiculous argument that me wanting me get what me want kind of attention, which, okay, fine. The internet, if that's where you want to go, you're just going off somewhere where maybe we don't even understand. I will say this though. I thought the entire Polaris two card was yes. Underwhelming. However, I will caveat that by saying, I think that it's going through its growing pains. I think it's going through one of its stages of, okay, that wasn't necessarily one of their best. But they just came off Polaris 2, which was one of the best produced shows from start to finish I've seen in a long time that combined both gi and no gi. And I think that's a hard thing to pull off. Okay. It is hard. So now that we said that, you can then say, now you've got the internet complaining that maybe rule sets are kind of bullshit in certain respects. They so, are, by the way. All rule sets are in some level. There's no just perfect rule set yet. Okay, exactly. They're just, it doesn't exist. By the way, it doesn't exist in MMA. It doesn't exist in the NBA. It doesn't exist in the NFL where Des Bryant doesn't catch the ball at the one-yard line two playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like The idea that a perfect rule set or a one structure that's better is so funny to me. I think the reason why I get upset about this and it segs nicely uh, into what we're talking about here, which is this. You have these people who are complaining now that one rule set is better than the other. So you had some people saying, oh, I thought that <laughs> sub only is supposed to get you more submissions. Points only is the way to go. Then you have other people who are saying, okay, well, what about EBI rules? EBI rules are uh, the most perfect. And to that I say they're very good. But don't forget, EBI 2 was kind of rough in itself. And you do have people who still game any kind of system, no matter what it is. I think the harder part is... is Gary's that- always going to avoid getting into a confrontational grappling match. He's just always going to be a points player. Go on. But I, I feel like it just it brings out this fucking seedy, weird hey, I'm more holier than thou in kind of respect on how people approach their jiu-jitsu where I don't think there's anything wrong with the different like rule sets kind of working until we figure it out because you can let the consumers figure it out. You can let the people. The prices and the way that people pay for it will totally tell you which one that people favor over time. 
But I think that for right now, it's in a weird state of disarray where you had people who were complaining that this didn't produce any submissions. And I'll tell you this right now. I think there are different tiers of not getting a submission. For example, Gary Tonin and Paul Harris did not end in a submission, but I would call that more exciting than certain matches that have ended in a submission on a professional grappling scene. So I think that's something to consider that not all draws are bad, but we as Americans, we want finality. We want a winner. We want to be able to say it. But even if I saw Gary escape through something, through an armbar from Spiderweb, would that really make his jiu-jitsu any more fulfilling and saying like, well, he's a winner. He beat the <laughs> shit out of fucking Paul Harris by escaping from Spiderweb. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm working I with I could see guys. that headline already, Raph. I could see you writing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Most Spiderweb escape. Who wow. Escape out of spider. So I think that's kind of our, our kind of uh, approach to discussing it and hopefully getting everybody on the track toward, hey, if you like a rule set, be vocal about it. Tell people. But don't do it at the cost of saying that some other rule set is bullshit or people are bullshit or uh, a philosophy or perspective is bullshit because that does nothing to forward the sport. Also, I'm going to give – Polaris, a, a compliment. There is some pressure when you're doing a submission-only tournament to try and add an element that finishes the fight. You've seen it happen, for example, in EBI, but that's more of a tournament, so it's not quite the same thing. In this particular instance, variety is good, mm -hmm. so I'm okay with it from that perspective of why is it ever bad to try something that we're... First of all, it's not new to us. We're phenomenally used to it. There's only like two real variations. Some only your points. Yeah. Uh, I thought... I, I like it. And especially in this one, to your point, what did you want to see? Uh, so Gary would have probably lost the match, right? He would have had like nine advantages, but Polaris had probably six takedown points or something bizarre that I would have never been able to calculate. Let me go ahead and Not read satisfied. you one of my favorite comments on the article that oh, shared so. my, did the scoring. my name. No, I wish somebody <laughs> oh, did. <damn> <laughs> uh, for the article from Fightland that basically stole my headline. Not mad. I mean, it's cool. But I just want to make sure they know they were second place. Um, they basically had a comment in there. And I sent this to you earlier today, mostly because it was making me laugh as uh, one of the people put in Reddit. But I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering correctly, somebody on the Reddit forum was saying, I didn't see the whole match, but based on the gifts that are provided here, it looked like Paul Harris really dominated Gary. That is... Uh... <laughs> which is one of the most amazing sentences you can ever construct, which is, I don't really know what I'm talking about here, but I'm just going to open my mouth and let the words come out and see what happens. Yeah, it's a real Dewey defeats Truman sort of moment. <laughs> I didn't watch the fight, but based on the gifts, looks like Gary got his ass kicked. <laughs> the good news is that would make Gary laugh as much as it does us, so we're good on that front. Yeah. I, just, I hope that person's just funny and, and not dumb, but I'd take both because those are pretty – that's a good mix. I just – I don't know what it is, and I I just – I was thoroughly entertained so there's, uh, by reading that. There's our two cents. I like that about uh, – that's our – we have some good persuasion 
and communication and technological understanding of how the world has evolved and the way it reacts and protests to things. And I think uh, what you're seeing is a, a real genuine discussion. And let me say something that I think might help. Just because we rip off, say, something from Warner Brothers, right? Like, let's say Warner Brothers releases a trailer and someone steals a trailer. We don't feel that bad in the sense of, like, Warner Brothers or that type of copyright. I get it. We're talking about competitive grappling. Competitive grappling needs every $20 it can get to pay not the fighters that are Gary and Polaris, but them, of course, but to also pay the guys like Eddie, who's on this fight, to fight people like Gio Martin. There's a lot of fighters that those $20, like you have to, everybody needs to get paid to go fight. Now, fight I, is dangerous I brought shit. this up to you earlier, and I, I wanted to come back to it. And oh, yeah, the now. prices. The pricing. Now, here's what I'll tell you. As a whole, if I could go back and retroactively pay for Polaris without Gary Tonin, I would say $20, <clears throat> it was a bad investment, but it's not necessarily something I would say, oh, man, I lost that $20. I hate my life. It's like, no, I want to support grappling. Here's 20 bucks. I once paid $20 in date money to go watch Kicking and Screaming, the movie, so <laughs> I feel good about it. Wow, that was an interesting choice for you. I was just thinking. On the other side, though, once I did see the Gary Tonin match, not only did it justify my $20, I felt like I actually underpaid. Like, that's how good that match was. And I felt excited and happy for everybody involved. And I thought it was a great exhibition for Gary and for the promotion. And yes, I think it did save the event. Uh, for sure. In, in a big way. Yeah. So to take that piece of the pie, and I think the reason why I got so mad, or at least so perturbed, was not just saying like, hey... Uh, I think you owe me this, which is in its own self a kind of like, really? All right. It was more so taking like Gary to task on his own board and saying like, you're disrespecting this sport. How dare you? You by not giving this away for free. And it's like, where are these people getting off, man? Even if you're trolling, I mean, shit. Fine. That's whatever. But it just... really points out a, a weird sort of conceptual thinking. But like I said, pricing, I think, goes a long way if you look at it and you enjoy it and you support it. And if you don't support it, then you don't have to buy it the next time. But if you wonder why there's not cool enough matches like Gary and Polaris, uh, I'm sorry, Polaris being put together on a card somewhere, you'll start to understand why. Because this was a dream match that it didn't seem like it could happen. And then guess what? It did. So... That has to pay for itself somehow. I also think Gary did something really cool in this juncture that that transcends. So there's been a lot of talk. Oh, you know, Gary's a full-time grappler. Uh, So's Polaris, by the way. (laughs) That guy was one of the premier grapplers, is one of the premier grapplers, has had one fatal flaw in his career that's kept him from questionably being one of the greats. That's that he holds on to submissions after people tap for a few seconds and it's a problem because as you've noticed he's very good at foot locks and yeah. heel hooks and those are the worst ones to hold on for a few extra seconds <laughs> we're not talking about a rear naked choke where you're already half out anyway at that point this is uh these are the bad ones so he's amazing and what gary kind of showed is i thought he just showed some balls yeah because he's this started because he called him out he said i'll fight him 
Yeah. I'm not scared. Let's get into it. Let's see who's better at leg locks. That's a terrifying prospect from a jujitsu perspective. I just think about it in terms of like, who's the biggest, scariest person you ever remember training with? Well, times that person by five with a pretty serious propensity to hold on to submissions. That's terrifying. I think Gary just showed that jujitsu athletes genuinely have the ability in a positive way. I'd like to point out before we transition to AJ and Jake in a positive <laughs> way. You can call out great fighters and prove that you can fit the bill. Yep. Jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu wins. And jiu-jitsu did win. And I was impressed. And I would also like to transition to AJ and Jake. Go on. What the fuck happened? There's no way Jake Shields cared. Or I'm sure he probably knew who he was because he's a student of the game. No way he cared about AJ Agazarm before this match. Seemed to get genuinely frustrated and pissed at him. What do you think led up to this? Where do you do you think it was the trash talk? Do you think it was just the fight? Like, what do you think it was? Okay, where do I begin on this? Um, I think part of I it, don't know, Raph. Like, yeah. I, I've been thinking. I was like, why did these two get into it? Like, why did it come to blows? I, I really don't know. Well, I think this is a great way to look at the following, which is the way in which fights get promoted or at least matches get promoted in the case of jiu-jitsu. And I think there's a common perception of the Chael Sonnen and Conor McGregor style of provoking and trying to get you to order the fight by saying outrageous things. And for some people, it works very well. Obviously, Chael and Conor have worked their way towards titles. On the other side... There's this weird gray area where if you're not quite a master at it, it can backfire a little bit. Because guess what? Some people fight for a living. So that's kind of a dangerous thing to work with. Jake Shields, for example, has been fighting since what feels like ever. And in a certain way, you have AJ who is in that jujitsu spirit that we do talk about with Gary wanting to say, like, I want to challenge myself. Which is a very different sentence from, hey... Jake Shields, you're the most boring man in the world. So there's a very stark difference between the approaches of poking the bear, but it's with the intent, I'm sure, to try and get us to all tune in. And normally it's, yeah, you know, you shake your hands at the end and say good game and then it's end, right? Well, not quite the case here because I think at some point there was an allegation that they trained together and that AJ uh, tapped him out and that that was contested by Jake. So a lot of us who don't really frequent those rooms or never be in the same place with them, we don't fucking know. Raph, when was the last time you really bragged about tapping someone? I'm curious. I just, if oh, you've wow. had a moment where you were like, yeah, I feel ready to talk some hubris. Honestly, I don't, I very much don't like that. Um, it's been at least nine to 12 months for me. Uh, I can guarantee <laughs> that. I feel a certain sympathy because... Uh, as much as Kevin and I joke around, uh, I th- whatever would happen in a role with me and Kevin would just stay there. That's just the way. I mean, gym etiquette. You know what I mean? I mean, we have a blast, but if uh, one of us t- tapped the other one out, that would kind of, if we were like, oh, that's the end all be all, that would really end our fun. Right. But I think we also understand that, like, Long career ahead of us. Both (laughs) around each other for a long time. And more importantly, like, I'm pretty sure the only time we'd mention it if we both ended up bursting laughing because 
there's some sort of finish that we were like, can you believe that fucking happened? Did I heel hook you? (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. I I can't even heel hook anybody. And then it becomes a story. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah, absolutely. It's a fun thing. Uh, If Kevin and I were ever in a fight, knee breaker over here, it'd be a little bit different for me to be like, Hey, Kev, you remember that time that I swept you twice? Yeah. At Polaris. Get ready for that. Only, replace the sweep i'm gonna but here's the thing you're like super hold on you're super boring and dumb and i've swept you before and i'm gonna finish you at polaris three i'm gonna do it again like that's a very weird sentence from hey kevin and i have a very competitive rivalry and uh i just i kind of want to see if i can beat him like those are just two very different extremes and granted one may make you tune in and one may not okay we we concede that we understand yeah, but aren't people going to want to see the fire-breathing Samoans that enter us <laughs> in the ring? People don't want to see that, so, that part first. Having discussed that and put that as a preference, I would think that as people are doing their thing and are getting excited for this match, that when you see the match, hopefully there's good sportsmanship. Well, there was no love loss here because, like I said, there was some eye gouging. There was some uh, slapping. There was a lot of head. Yeah, Jake Shields definitely let him know that his hands are quick. Yes. With that little 209er. Oh, yeah. And you have to wonder, you think to a certain point, is the perception that maybe when it's all said and done, they do shake hands, that that should be the end of it. But I think there's also the reality of people don't really like to be talked shit about, like if they don't have that personality. So. Anyway, I can also fully tell you where I'd be from Jake's perspective. Go on. Because I've been thinking about this because I also admittedly big Jake Shields fan, big fan of uh, how long he's been fighting and a lot of what he's been through. There was that part where I was just like, I'd be so exciting. I'm fighting Jake Shields. And if I were Jake Shields, I'd just be like, are you joking, AJ? Like I have been in the UFC. I have beat people up that are very scary people. Why don't I just get a little respect when I come do some grappling? Yeah. Uh, next to my old friend Paul Harris. <laughs> so let's talk about the actual match. Okay. Not a lot of. I mean, it was good, but it was kind of like watching two very good wrestlers and jujitsu practitioners kind of exercise 15 minutes of. Uh, there wasn't really many submission attempts. I, I mean, Jake was oh. obviously trying to Jake use... Jake was trying a little bit. He was trying Jake to use pressure to... Pass. ...make those submissions kind of avail themselves, and they really didn't. AJ's defense was basically keeping him at bay for a great deal of the match. Um, again, it's one of those things where, even after the match is done, it's not like we have any real finality... We just have the drama of it between the two. And some people were really into it. Some people said, oh, man, this is my kind of match. This is what I want. I mean, I just think there was not exactly the wrestling that we would have liked to have seen. Uh, I think they were content doing a very different game. Not like they didn't try, but, I mean, it just wasn't stylistically a super exciting match to see. So, again, it's kind of one of those things where... Especially just, comparatively. Yeah, but I just... They I, had the bad idea of being like, uh, if you're the comedian that goes before Cat Williams, you're probably okay. If you're the comedian that goes before Kevin Hart, you're in a little bit of trouble. 
Uh, Gary Toten versus Belarus was an amazing match filled with a lot of I just want to make sure for your comparison, was that in a fight sense or was that in a comedy sense? (laughs) That was was meant to be comedy, but I think it works both now that we're through it. Okay. Because the other reason I, I look at this match between AJ and Jake is it's not necessarily anything that was spectacular jiu-jitsu. It wasn't even great wrestling to a certain extent. It was just kind of something you saw where these people didn't like each other, and by the end of it, they still didn't like each other. And that's probably going to be what you're going to remember most about it. Um, God, I hope not. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, here's the thing. This is, I think, the true test of a match like that. Do you want to see it again? Nope. Nope. Okay. I'm good. All set. Yep. I wouldn't mind seeing it in three to five years in MMA. <laughs> Now, having said all of that, you know, AJ went on and he put on a post later and it's got some rough comments in there. And yes, uh, it does. That comment actually. I felt like that more so than anything led me to believe this might be like a pro wrestling trick because I thought it was so fucking dumb. I mean, I'm happy to call it that. I thought it was a dumb post. I would not put that post up. If I Unless were. it was to get a fight spurred, in which case, okay. I mean, I think at that point you're just done and you just let bygones be bygones. Uh, well, I'm Jake... for sure not asking Jake Shields to apologize to the jiu-jitsu community. Well, I also, like, I don't know how many people really need to apologize to the grappling community before <laughs> Jake all, Shields. You don't think we deserve an apology? And I, there are some who don't like AJ <laughs> who are literally just applauding him. And so, I mean, we put up a post that, uh, you know, the, the post-fight interview, and people loved seeing that. And, I mean, it still sparked a debate on, you know, you have people who were basically saying, like, oh, AJ was being disrespectful. Ah, Jake's being disrespectful. And then you have other people who are just like, this is great. Look at these two <laughs> hating each other. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know where I fall on it other than... I wish it had been a better match because then you'd feel a little bit more satisfied. But when it's yeah, not necessarily a great match, you just kind of look <laughs> at it and you go, why are we doing this? What's happening? Yeah. And I feel pretty fair because in terms of Instagram and social media, I was completely I thought AJ executed it really well against Meta Morris. I just thought that was a dumb post afterwards. I just thought it made him look like he was still upset. And, you know, when people are still like he needs to apologize to to the team about <laughs> how he behaved, you know, it was kind of one of those no one needs no i don't think you need to apologize either aj like i don't think anyone owes me an apology (laughs) right now i think it's one of those things where you know those guys maybe it's different in wrestling i never really did wrestling at all let alone at a high competitive level wait but i'll tell you what the ncaa matches raf six minutes of pure fury they were amazing that's fine but what i'm saying is there's a different mentality that could be part of it, especially <laughs> yes, when you have MMA. There. So, yeah, maybe that is a little bit more of their side, and maybe we're ridiculous and wanting uh, respect and honor in every goddamn match that we do here, but it's Just a, a very strange thing, and I don't know. I mean, the thing is, even the organizers don't know what to do, and even when you see our good friend Travis Nawaza having to pull Who's Jake the big Shields winner? Back, because that picture is amazing. I mean, in this. don't worry. He definitely... He's going to feel great about it for forever and ever. His grandchildren will look at that and be like, Dad, remember the time that you pulled apart Jake, Jake Shields? Shields? And uh, what, Jake Shields? Do you remember that? But I just I wish in a certain way that there's more of a thought process 
to and how we're hiding Senator these fights. AJ Agassarm? Yeah. Senator Agassarm, do you remember? I really just I think think this through, guys. If you're gonna create a war, whatever, do it. But really, really think out your actions as you do it because it just seemed like such a vast space. And if you look at the comments that have come from it, it's just like I can't tell if people don't want it or if people just want it so that they can say what they feel about how much they hate people. But like I don't I don't hate a ton of people, so you don't really see me necessarily going on there. Like even if I were to say something to like either one of them, I'd be like, um, AJ. Yeah, like don't do that. Yeah. Like it's that's about the extent of it rather than like AJ, I hate oh, you and what you stand for and your yeah, acai and your blonde hair mm-hmm. and Jake Shields, you with your career <laughs> and your face and like that thing that you do where you pass and it's like really annoying. Like I hate you and you're two oh nine, you think you're too good for this sport? Like who who the fuck cares? Like I that's actually a good point on your part because I do feel like fighters maybe think that this is gonna be something that goes it down into the annals of time meanwhile as spectators we're just like i don't feel any different about either fighter i'm good I'm just <laughs> i wasn't people, i was completely confused why they were so pissed off at the end of the fight but otherwise i still like them both yeah i'll watch them i mean and then on the other side you just kind of look there and you go well uh, what's the next match oh it's gary and polaris so there's that but uh yeah that happened and we saw it and Nothing changed, guys. Some people were like, it went exactly the way I thought it would. Or those two were just the way I thought they would act. I thought it was going to be a little bit more exciting. Uh, I didn't didn't necessarily see it going down any crazier than that. But what do I I'm going to name... I'm going to list off the rest of the fights, Raph, and the results. And I'll have to see if I remember being up for them or not. Yeah, I had a. It's important to note I was spiking around the 101 area on the on the Friday afternoon is when the fever started to go down. So I feel like by Saturday I had some cogn- I had some cognitive understanding. Zhao Miao, at least that's what they're telling us, which Miao brother it was sure. versus. So. Yeah, we'll believe it when we get a DNA test, and that'll be the only time Americans believe which Miao it is. Yukinori Sasa uh, ended in a draw. Some serious guard work here, though. Yeah, I was impressed by the fight. I didn't understand a lot of it because both of their games are. Oh, wow. Okay, so if you guys really (laughs) want to have a good conversation about, I guess, the difference between uh, rule sets and styles, I will say this. And maybe this is controversial. So Um, the Meow Brothers, not my sort of first names when I think of submission only. They don't submit a lot of people. I, you know what? It's not even that they don't submit a lot of people. It's just that... In high-level competition, excuse if me. If you could <laughs> ever see them in uh, a sub-only match with no time limit... What's their uh, sub going to be? Gun to your head. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, the, to your point, Like, what are they going to use? Well, I mean, I just it's not like one that I go, oh, I got to see that match. It's kind yeah. of a, I'm pretty sure I'll see it in an IBJJF final. Yeah, I yeah. think they'll show up there. Okay, yeah. good for them. So I, I think sometimes that people, when they mistake the idea that the athletes, or I'm sorry, that the events are sub-only and sub-only sucks, or points is the way to go, points suck, I think you have to really recognize the fact that 
the athletes play a huge role in that. And if you match them up in those right areas, you put a Meow Brother in a point situation, it's way more exciting. That's true. That's a fair point. That's interesting, too. Daryl O'Connell versus John Satava. Mm-hmm. I I thought Satava, because I was expecting after we saw O'Connell, because Pilar sort of introduced us to O'Connell, but he's been uh, a company name since. I was impressed by Satava. It was okay. I mean, yeah. I, I just, again. Another gi match. A lot of, a lot of st- the gi is like chess. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily uh, super entranced by any of this uh you know and the same thing unfortunately for geo like i like geo a lot and i think he can produce some great matches uh but i thought bruno frazado versus giano grippo let's talk about them both at the same time also ended in a draw go on i I mean you'd be hard pressed to find the submission on the main card though kev uh giano grippo and uh which we're gonna we're going to get into, we obviously. Will. We're not giving them a free pass. We just also aren't ready to condemn submission only. <laughs> uh, my favorite note is from BJJHeroes.com, which said, as predicted, this was not the most exciting match on the card. Yeah. And they ended by saying uneventful, um, which, <laughs> you know, dis. Got it. How dare you. Uh, Jazari Matuda versus Lawrence. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry, Lawrence. Fuya. Fun match, though. Some serious. Again, that gi. Some serious gi work on the ladies' part. Yeah, and uh, now for all my disappointment on how you could see the the actual results playing out and not getting a submission and maybe them not being the most exciting matches, I can say this. If you are an athlete, do not apologize for not getting a submission. Like, I don't understand that mentality. If it's the same kind of concept that we tell people when they go to competition, which is, you know, you left it all in there. You don't owe me any apologies. The same thing goes for competition. Like, I'm not going to pull fucking Daryl O'Connell aside and be like, (laughs) you fucking let me down. You disappointed me, sir. Sir, if you'll excuse me while I finish bites between the popcorn i'm <laughs> stuffing into my mouth like a fat child while you appear to be basically running a new york city marathon <laughs> exactly and that same thing goes for what i thought was an interesting match uh at least on paper you know mendez versus cummings too yeah i i Boy, th- talk about another match i was like wait wait hold on could you go back and show me how you did that escape and it's tough because those two styles just they clash really well. And yeah, you sure. Saw it too R- routinely, Tequino's just pushing that top game, but mm-hmm. disengaging when his legs in danger. Yeah, and you know the thing is, is that uh, credit Which, to him, he also had great escapes as well. I think that I was a great so thing too. as well. That's is that kind of Tequino's thing? Is Tequino like potentially? one of the sneaky great escape artists in jujitsu? As I was watching, it was just like, God damn, can I? Where's that seminar? Is anyone? Yeah, and I mean, I don't hey, know. Rat, next time in L- I'm in L.A., mm-hmm. uh, I'd like a Tanquino escape seminar. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see if Just I can put, put that it together. Put He's that. more in the Arizona area, but I said good day. I will punch you in your goddamn face. Um, I I just thought, okay, somebody posed this to me, and they said, "Did we really need to see this match?" And I was interested. Yes. I did have a question I'd because the reason is is that when you looked at the ADCC match, it was not 
a finite match. There was still some kind of thing. Now, granted, did you really see it going any differently? No. I thought both were going to do exactly what they ended up doing. Would I want to see it a third time? Nah, probably not. Uh, I still see, I feel think, like they just don't I really work in that way yet uh, in terms of how their styles really uh, make for a match, if you would. So I don't know. I mean, uh, something would have to change because, granted, I think there is some resistance towards the concept of footlocks, at least for Eddie Cummings' size, in terms of why can't he do something else or why can't he change his approach? And the same thing with uh, Mendes, where it's like, well, if he's just trying to pressure pass, why can't he reattack Eddie's game plan? And I think to that, I just say this. I think sometimes people just feel good going to where they're strongest. And that's why there's kind of this weird clash that never goes anywhere is because they're just both playing to their strengths. And I think that's maybe why I don't want to see it a third time. Interesting. Yeah. That's fair. I'd see it a third time. I had I had a blast watching that fight. Uh, Gio Martinez. I skipped past this one in my my read down versus Luis Tosta. Mm-hmm. Draw. Yes. Now, not it, for lack of Gio trying to you know yeah. work some things. And if I were to say this, I would say uh, the undercard, which was free and also available on YouTube for you to watch. Wait, so, Raph. Wait, what did you say? It was, it was free and still available. What? Yep. Ah. Uh, that's so them. Yep. To on one hand, I'm rechanneling the internet. To on one hand, hang it in front of us like it's free. Yeah. Would Would you blame a dog for biting a steak just because they ran someone over for it? No. <laughs> strange phrase. Jesus. Would you blame a dog? Pick for a side, Belarus. <laughs> <laughs> you can take the boy out of Kansas. But yeah, there's a fair. Oh my! I should get that tattooed on my should. forehead so people know. Yeah. Um, um, well, let's think about wow. this though, Kev, because the, all Travis Dewaza, the Travis Dewaza thing. Free did you limb. ever see the Travis match? Yes, I did. He fought the Dyson vacuum cleaner, and it was impressive. And I thought he should just take it apart or unplug it. But to his defense, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Fought that thing, revving at full volume. So what happened, really? I don't know. Travis got a... I'll just skip right to the part where Travis gets the toehold. Because that's the part where I felt like, you know, Travis was working his game, which is a really... He's a deadly leg lock specialist, like several people on this card. And you could see Dyson was like, no, thanks. Well, a few times that strategy doesn't always work. Dyson had a strong top game and and sort of like a slower version of the Taquino versus um, Eddie Cummins match, kind of like that with bigger people. And why does that toe hold? Like what what is the call there? Okay. Is it a reset? So Travis has his foot completely back, which is the part where it starts to get very dangerous on a toe hold when you bend at the knee and start to do it almost like you're stretching your quad. He's got that hold. He's got the figure. It's very well locked in, and the ref stops them and gives him a few minutes <laughs> as though he was like, God, that looked tight. You need a few minutes to recover. What happened? Well, I don't know that I'm any more clear on what happened than you are. It is reported that Dyson got all the way over to the edge and ended up hitting his head on that kind of weird surface area on the outside, or maybe it's just like a headboard. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's the wall. Let's just call it that. 
Okay. Um, so yeah, sure, ring outs suck, and they really suck as fans to see because there is a, a perception that if you get to the ring out, you should be able to have the position reset, which I guess makes sense if you were able to keep the position, but I think they ended up getting stood up, which is the most baffling of all of the sorts of reasons there. The reason why it's disappointing is this. I do believe, and I think the ref was trying to see this out, but may have made a mistake, but I think the idea is if you have a submission locked on, they're supposed to kind of wait it out and see what's yeah. happening. However, with, that's I I agree with that, and that was my mentality as I was watching it. Go on. However, it looked like Dyson had verbally tapped, which did, did great business for us. That's what I saw. I thought I saw his mouth. I was like, oh, it's a verbal tap. It's easy. Just gonna say it. You know, Josh's gonna say it. Just gonna say it's a verbal submission. He was gonna say it's a verbal tap. And I was, was really hoping for it so that we could, uh, you know enjoy it ourselves and we're gonna do that drop we had sent to polaris where it's just you and i dancing to our logo but i will say it was confusing it wasn't necessarily there and then of course uh luck would have it results changed and fortunes changed so that you had uh dyson finishing newaza with the double wrist lock and is that what that was? I thought I thought he armbarred. I thought it was like an armbar. No, nah, it was a Kimura, and catch wrestlers uh, tend to call them a double wrist lock. Uh, okay. So, I mean, it's more semantics than anything. Uh, gotcha. Potato, potato, but I'll respect it in this case because Travis has trained catch wrestling, so we'll, we'll call it that. And I believe in the post-interview he said it was that. The interesting thing to me is this. And maybe this is a testament to WWE BJJ. Okay, maybe you can work with me on this, Kev. Did I'm already here. I'm already in, Rap. Or Go. did Travis Nawaza not show up with a luchador mask on? He absolutely showed up. I thought it was an homage to WWE BJJ Week we've been hosting for the last seven days. That's right. Okay, by that same definition. Is or is not one of the rules of WWE BJJ. If you make it to the ropes, they have to break the hold. Oh, caught by his own facade. So that was the heartbreaking part to me when I, I went back to watch it because <laughs> it's here. Here, hold on. The heartbreaking part was your nerdy understanding of WWE rules. Uh, no, that's not even nerdy. It's just real. Uh, it's just I sat there and I realized, well, you know, he brought this on by himself. the WWE BJJ, <laughs> die by the WWE BJJ. Now, what I want to play for you is I thought that was an awesome. I, I had a blast watching him fight, too, to your I'm going to go ahead and put this in the chat and I want you to just give me your response. What I'm sending to Kevin right now is a video and it's a video that Nawaza Apparel put up. Uh, and it's uh, entitled Verbal Tap. They don't want you to get the toehold, which every time I see Verbal Tap go up, I'm like, oh, that's pretty sweet. Uh, because, you know, it's good news for us. So, what whatevsies. But, Kev, why don't you watch uh, <laughs> the video in the way that you perceive it? Okay. <laughs> Aside from dying, of course. Sorry, I can't laugh and not cough because the plague is inside me. I've said <laughs> oh, yeah, that many I, times. What a passive-aggressive way to do it. 
I'm seeing, so you can see Travis like really taking that toe hold all the way to his ass cheek, which is a bad sign if you've ever been toe holded or have an ass cheek, both in this particular instance. His face, Ben Dyson's, he just screams verbal, he just screams loudly. And now Nawaza is offering 20% off followers with a code verbal tap, which I thought was reserved for us. But well, I now see they'll use for just anyone that screams submission <laughs> during a fight. Granted, you kind of have to take out the owner with a double wrist lock later, but that's neither here nor there. Prepared. Um, it That video is a hard video to go against because essentially what it does is, yes, it is Travis getting uh, the toehold put on or uh, on Dyson. Then you have the slow motion, and his mouth is just open, screaming. And if you can believe it, that guy ends up winning in the end. But I, I like to point this out to people. As I said, you know, I know it looks bad, but hey, each of them get to win. Everybody got to tap once, so <laughs> there you go, guys. For those of you it's who like complained, there weren't right? enough submission finishes. You got two and one exactly. when our friend Travis gets on the mat. We're just saying. <laughs> so a little disappointing overall in the card that yep. there was not a ton of high-level submissions. No, Of and course. I still, that's the gamble with submission only. And I still think there is more than enough hope for Polaris. I still think that they, they had the good sense of knowing that that main event was something that a lot of people just can't necessarily put together or that they think just wouldn't happen and they made it happen. So a lot of credit to them for that. I also have to give credit to the fact that they were trying for these overhead shots. And I had a lot of people I was reading on the internet who were saying, Oh man, yeah, they sucked. I hate those overhead shots. I personally liked it in the sense that it gives you the scope. The hard part is they maybe didn't switch to those overhead shots at the right time. No. Uh, at one point, there was an escape, I think, happening, and they were showing. Was it? I think it was Eddie Cummings' match, and uh, or at least, yeah, the Mendez Eddie uh, Eddie Cummings and Mendez match, where I think they just had a close up of John Danaher, and I go, wait, no, don't technically direct there, no, go back to the match, and then you just end up missing what it was that was the action. So those things but- happen, but again, you. You do have an appreciation for seeing them go big and go for it. So I wish them all the best on the next event. I still think uh, they're already brewing something uh, according to their their latest posts. So get ready for that. According to Polaris Pro 3, they're only going to get better in terms of what they're trying to do. And, you know, the first two went amazing. The third one. It's going to be forever the Tonin versus Paul Harris match. So it doesn't really matter. They they won. They're the they're the big they're the big winners in this. If you pay for the stream, people. And previously I didn't feel the need to mention this. I don't care if you've been doing jiu-jitsu for 25, 30 years. You should still pay for the stream. <laughs> Looking forward to Polaris Pro 4. Still disappointed I didn't see one four-wheeler or wave runner. But, you know, can't take the Kansas out of the kid. Raph, I'm going to throw some MMA news at you to take us 
to some sign-offs. All right. I love this. UFC heavyweight Sunday. This Sunday, Rothwell versus Dos Santos. Who wins, Rothwell or Dos Santos? <laughs> uh, Rothwell or Dos Santos. Uh, I mean, I'd like to see Dos Santos come back. Uh, it's just hard. Pride. Uh, no, I don't even know it's Latino. <laughs> no, I'm just a UFC fan, Kevin. I'm, you racist. Kevin, do me a favor. Go look up his ethnicity right now. Junior Dos Santos? Mm-hmm. It's Brazilian. I, I get it. Okay, just making sure. I just thought, you know. Any brown would do? or I just thought you'd say loyal to like the, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't know. <laughs> you say Go on, Kevin, please. <laughs> Explain to me with your wonderfully artistic and I actually, clairvoyant ways. I almost put some money on Dos Santos when I was in Vegas because they had this fight up on the board. I was like, ooh. It's time for Rothwell to suck. Sometimes I'm always nervous for you. And by sometimes I mean always. People should be. Well, we're both on the Dos Santos train, though. I love watching Rothwell fight. And I love watching Dos Santos fight. I think people should tune in. Because when heavyweights fight, it's awesome. Daniel Cormier is out. You didn't answer the phone. I tried like crazy to answer the phone, but no one called. Super pissed. Texted Dana seven times telling him I was in shape and ready to take the fight. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure this text made it through. I'm pretty sure the first thing that Dana said was, no, you're still fucking fat. I know. <laughs> Everybody's fat. Except Ovin St. Prue, who is taking the fight. Is this fight worth staying out of jail for, Raph? Uh... I'm obviously talking for John Jones. Well, let's discuss something about John Jones real quick, which is this. Uh, Technically out of jail right now? I don't know. I don't even know what Monopoly game he's playing right now. I think he is. I think he he got out of jail. Not free, but a few rolls. How do I put this to you, Kev? Um, Okay, John Jones. John Jones took the high road on Daniel Cormier by saying, hey, uh, at first here you go i'm glad you know enjoy the belt but we'll rematch later and then daniel cormier was on the good side and then i think daniel cormier may have went crazy or no john jones went crazy first by saying like hey pussy why are you so fat you know what i mean like i don't even <laughs> want to go look up what he said but he was just going back to john jones way sure. and there was actually a great moment where john jones was opening up a john jones invitational which is reminiscent of the Kurt Angle Invitational from the WWE where he would challenge anybody in back. And I thought that was a fascinating concept, especially for a guy who canceled an entire UFC because he didn't want to face Chael Sonnen way back when. That might be, I believe, UFC 151. Because he felt like it was below him or something. Yeah, but now weird. he's like, oh, man, I need to get the fans back on my side. I love everybody. Anybody, AKA, I got 300 grand worth of lawyer fees that are not going to deal with themselves. Right. So now you have him doing that. I said, you know, good for him at least. That might produce something really, really cool. Oh, OSP? Uh, what? I guess I'll watch that. I mean, I'll watch. super excited, but uh, okay. Yeah, it works. Because everybody else is apparently uh, locked into different fights or injured or unavailable. So, Unlock yeah. yourself out of the fight you're in. 
to go fight John Jones. I mean, granted, that's a very good perspective to have. But I do wonder. I wonder how much Dana feels he's going to rock the boat because how or many injuries care no, but he how really many wants injuries that and how many things have been upset just yeah. by this. That you, that, do you really want to chance fate again and again? No, but you've made the best argument for Ovens that I've heard yet. And that's the, you know, it's the season of upsets. He's around. And, and then, this would be a big one. It would be ridiculous. <laughs> be right up there. And you know what? The thing is that we've never been uh, against calling huge upsets. And what do we know here? Maybe he's worked on something great. But I, I do feel there is a big question mark of how do you beat John Jones? And I think that even the top five, top one, top two contenders still haven't figured that out. So, yeah. and a motivated, ginormous John Jones, one might add. So, prison will do that to a man. I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, anytime John Jones gets back in the ring, go Ovens, work on those heel hooks, heel hook his ass, break his knee. Raph. Risen stole our idea, and I couldn't be happier about it. Okay, I first of all, I didn't know we had a huge. I didn't know Risen was listening. Uh, Fedor, you should have just told us. We'd have had you on. Come on, stop joking around. They are doing a tag team grappling event. Vanderlei Silva. Still don't understand what that means. I don't either. We'll face Kazushi Sakuraba and Hideo Takoro in a special grappling tag team matchup. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just letting people know it exists and it's in the world. <laughs> and it's in Japan. <laughs> of course, because you can't fight here. Uh, no, yeah, he definitely, this, this is a strange phenomenon i guess i'll i'll see it we've been begging it. for it i really wanted tonin and eddie cummins to get the chance to fight you know jt and andre galvo That'd be but match, yeah. i'll take this i'll take this just to see what the fuck it looks like <laughs> and there are no there is nothing so you and i have talked in a lot we've talked a lot about the rules of tag team grappling <laughs> probably arguably more than anyone else definitely more than the organization risen which is <laughs> only unearthed themselves in the last six to eight months i'm ready for this fight i no. guess i am too i didn't know that i was but i won't be watching but i'll i'll look for it online the next day oh well jesus kevin <laughs> i'll pay for it uh, I don't know. I mean, again, here's the one thing. And you know what? To your credit here, I'll say this. At least if I don't pay for something and I wait for them to get rid of the paywall and just put it out, I don't complain about it. I just go, man, it'd be great if they put it up. Yeah, it'd be awesome if they put it up. <laughs> nah, whatever. I won't lose my thing. Because guess what? If I really want to see it, I'll buy it. I'll and- tell you what. They're not destroying the integrity of the sport by charging for this one. <laughs> This is full on. Well, not by charging for it. They may be ruining the integrity of the sport for other reasons. (laughs) Very different reasons. But not just because they're charging for it. Um, So, yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess there's that. Um, Good luck to them. 
yeah. I look forward to either watching it when it is available online later or maybe nah probably not i think i'll just wait it out and hear what happens uh we'll see raf and i'll talk a big game until april 16th when it's christmas eve of the tag team match that's gonna take us to shout outs raf what a night of podcasting i'm i'm sorry I've been very I've been very excited by tonight's show. I got to play the internet in one of our many improv moments. And Risen is doing a tag team event. I'm gonna give my first shout out to Risen. Okay. Again, thanks okay. for listening. It really it means a lot. It's like when Fightland uses your title. It's just like wow, you know, it, flattery is the greatest compliment and we're seeing it. So Wait, flatteries that can't be it. No. Mockery is the gayest, greatest form Mockery of flattery. Mockery is the gayest, Kevin. You're <laughs> Mockery right. Is the gayest. <laughs> Every time somebody mocks me, I'm like, you're so gay. You're the gayest. You're so and gay. With our friends, there's a 75% chance we're like, are you just stating things now? Like, what are you talking right, about? Right. Like, yes, what, of course. is there something wrong with it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, gay. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, Raph just did a podcast with someone that can't talk very well. Big ups <laughs> to Risen. Loved Polaris this weekend. Uh, I want to shout out Travis Nawaza for getting us a verbal tap right there. I didn't think he had to do that. He didn't have to do that for us. That was nice of him to get him to verbally tap just, just for his friends. I thought that was a nice shout out. Yeah. Big ups. Big ups once again to Casey Allstead, the Tenth Planet crew. Reached out to Andrew a little bit this week. Ref, just tell me, hey, great lesson. Stoked to be back on the healthy side of life. So, uh, you know, big shout out to my sister for telling us exactly how long the flu would progress and giving us some symptoms. And shout out to Victoria for the first three days. She had to take care of my ass. So <laughs> I was just down. It was like flu. You got to walk. the. She had to walk the dog. She had to do everything. <laughs> that sucks. That's going to do it for me, Raph. Uh, let's go ahead and start by shouting out Valley Martial Arts Center. <laughs> All right. So as you guys know, it was WWE BJJ week. And what? Yes, it was. It was. It was. It is unfortunately over this year. So uh, I I hate that kind of. I'm a little upset. You're not going to send me videos. They're like, check this one out. I'm really like, hey, or just like a picture randomly. I'm, I'm pissed. Uh, I mean, Kev. There's nothing quite like looking on the internet and seeing people compliment you on the jiu-jitsu you are not capable of doing. But on steroids this year, which, you know, apropos. Sure. And uh, we can make an announcement now, and I'm very happy about it. But WWE BJJ Week was viewed by more than 100,000 views, folks. That's awesome. So many nerds. Uh, not just nerds, Kevin, but nerds who can beat you up and you don't yeah. even understand how. The most terrifying version of nerds. Um, I uh, no, just... second to the cybersecurity ones. Yes, of course. Uh, the interesting thing about that is I got to Valley Martial Arts Center and I had an idea of a video I wanted to cut with uh, Octavio to help promote the gym. And uh, lo and behold, I see one of my teammates, Blake, go over to our black belt. 
and try and like judo toss him. What? And our black belt was just kind of like playing along like, oh, Blake, you got to do this and do this. And I was like, not in my house. Mm-mm. I went over and I started putting him <laughs> in a guillotine. And the thing is, is when I put him in a guillotine, Octavio saw this and was like, oh, OK, me too. And he literally comes in for what he thinks is going to be a double DDT. And I'm like, no, I don't think Octavio knows that when he gets that hand around his head, it's kind of a double suplex. So I just kind of like bend down low to the point where as I pull him forward a little bit, it's just going to turn into a forward roll and the entire gym goes nuts. And that's when we realize, oh, I guess we should probably film this. But I was like, I don't want to hurt anybody. You guys are really competing and I don't want to make anybody, you know, everybody's tired. We did competition training tonight. And that's when I see my black belt, Marcelo, take off his gi and take off his black belt. And I said, uh-oh, if he's taking off his gi and his black belt, I think that means you just have to film it. And that's he what we did. part of this. <laughs> yeah. And he came and he made a great cameo in it. Uh, we filmed a great, great little scene or two. And uh, like I said, I was I was very surprised how these these moves do in terms of seeing people say, I want to try this. I'm going to, you know, hit this on this person next week or this is pretty cool. Uh, you know, so if you do end up doing it, two things. One, don't really hurt your training partners. Two, uh, let us know. Send us a photo or something if you guys end up yeah, doing right. that. Because, holy shit, like we're just as geeked out when we see those videos and we have a great laugh. And there were some people who submitted videos last week who I didn't even know were. They just threw themselves into the running. Kevin, did I even tell you that somebody from... Uh, Victory MMA actually ended up doing a sharpshooter and calling me out. There's almost no way that's possible. Yeah. And they were in a mask, too. So it goes to show how much they were willing to show their face. (laughs) Um, But uh, I thought that was really funny. So my thanks to everybody else who participated. I know there's a ton of people I'm going to mess up and not say names, but I want to go through a few. Uh, Vernon Kirk. Uh, Damian Nitkin, John Evans, we'll get to him in a second, uh, Doug Miller, Octavio, Walter Tullins, Marcelo, uh, we've got, I believe it's Jason, we've got Drew uh, Weatherhead from Because Jitsu, uh, Nick Albin, who basically crushed it with Jiu-Jitsu's contribution this year. Oh, the belt was amazing. The ladder match is made. The ladder match. Uh, it's art. Um, all the way to our good friend Brandon McCatherine, who ended up doing a move that was so good they ended up using it the next day at polaris that's right uh keith did take that keith mckenzie not only took it but then put on our post like hey i didn't steal that i was going for a rear naked choke and we're like yeah buddy sure you were (laughs) sure you were buddy (laughs) so our thanks to everybody there um i also want to thank the good people over at breakdown academy breakdown academy Having a good week, uh, getting some good competition stuff out that way. They're actually, I think, still out in Vegas right now. So we hope the guys are doing great out there. But John uh, basically became a wrestling convert just by watching all of this. So I want to thank him for the great instruction and uh, everybody there for being great sports and doing it. And then I also want to thank real quick... Uh, my good friend Chris Gagne for opening us up his door uh, for WrestleMania yesterday. It was a long pay-per-view. It goes for five hours yesterday, and that's a long time. Uh, the five hours? Well, the pre-show went for two Is there a filibuster, or is it just that's how long it is? I mean, normally they go four hours uh, for WrestleManias. 
which is once a year. But this year they win for five, and that was that was a choice. Um, but it was very nice of him and uh, his great girlfriend to open up their doors and let us come through and uh, watch it there. I also want to shout out Gabe Argus. I ended up doing a private lesson with him, and it was awesome. He's got a really obviously good game, but gave me some really good pointers for myself. So my thanks to him and everybody over at Gracie Barra Northridge. And uh, again, thank you guys. A uh, hundred thousand views for WWE BJJ so Week awesome. is just—it makes it silly to think that we talked about it a long time ago when we started this podcast and just said, we, "Wouldn't it be fun?" This was your moronic idea that other <laughs> other people loved. So I don't think I don't think I get to insult it anymore, especially given how entertaining I find it. It's crushing. Whatever. Um, yes. Uh, so anyway, thank you guys uh, for doing it. We hope you enjoyed it and uh, that you will continue to support the good gyms who participated and uh, the good folks who are uh, hilarious in so many of these videos. That's going to do it for us tonight. Raph, I, I really will compliment you on the WWE. Oh, man. BJJ. As we've said many times, we we have no intention of being great at BJJ. No, under it's uh, competition's fierce. There's a lot. There's a lot of competition, and we don't have that kind of time. But you should see Raf start a WWE BJJ seminar. I mean, it's it happens quick and furiously. And I guess I just was surprised by how interested people are. You're like, yes, that's what I needed. And I love it. It uh, requires the same technical proficiencies. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tab. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. WWE BJJ. <laughs> the DD, the, the Diamond Cutters are amazing. I still am that's glad my, that you enjoy that's that That's still one. my favorite. I love that. Like, oh, you- let's hug. Fuck. <laughs> 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 <laughs>